And now, Lori Beth Denberg with more vital information for your holiday life. Next Christmas Eve, leave a big pot of boiling water in the fireplace before bed. The next morning, have a big old bowl of Santa noodle soup. <laughs> oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree. Oh, why am I talking to a Christmas tree? <laughs> On Christmas Eve, it's a good idea to leave Santa some milk and some cookies. It's a bad idea to leave him some liver and some elf juice. This has been Lori Beth Denberg with Vital Holiday Information. Fresh out the box. Stop, look, and watch. Ready yet? Get set. It's time for Big Orange Couch. My name's Joey. I'm Andrew. I'm Lyndon. And we're talking all that. Uh, episode, technically it's called episode 225, I guess, or Run DMC, uh, but yeah. you may know it as the All That Christmas special. <laughs> which one, which one should we title it? I don't want to title it episode 225. Yeah. It seems like the proper titles are actually the artist. Yeah. Run DMC. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's right. Yeah. yeah. Which is weird because the version that I watched... Apparently they had Run DMC at the end, but I didn't see that part. <laughs> yes. Did you, did you watch? Would you watch it on Lyndon? I bought it um, on Amazon because you know they have every episode on there, so yeah. I just bought it off of there. So. Okay. Yeah, I watched Amazon. Would you watch it on Andrew? I watched it on CBS All Access. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, think I seen, I seen that one too. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're all 19 minutes, which means they're cutting out the yeah. musical act. Yeah. Right. Cause when I looked when when I looked it up, um, just uh, I guess a whole breakdown of the episode, and said at the end Run DMC, and I'm like, oh, I didn't get that. Um, I didn't get that version. Yeah, <laughs> I should have sent it to you, but at the last second, I was like, you know what? I really want to try find this. If you if you um, Google all that Christmas episode and then go to the Google videos, I think it's like the second one you can see the Run DMC performance. Oh, okay, all right. Um, cool. So. Yeah, Andrew and I were just talking about that. I assume it's a, a music copyright issue that uh, all these episodes cut the music. Yeah, it must be. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense. Although, Pretty annoying. I wonder if the episode with TLC has the performance because they've already like signed off on that theme song. Mm, yeah, that's true. Plus, I think they were like really in the episode. Yeah, yeah, and I think yeah, I think TLC's on a couple episodes. Huh. Um, they they might have I maybe sold the rights to that song to them too, so they can maybe do whatever they want with it too. So yeah, um, yeah. At the end of the last week, we mentioned that um, you know we haven't given a lot of love to all that on this podcast. We did we did an episode on our favorite characters, but we've just never sat down and talked about an episode, which is kind of criminal. Yeah, very um, weird. <laughs> yeah, that's weird because all that's probably. Of all the Nickelodeon episodes, probably in my top, at least top three, top five of all. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. I, last time you were on, I asked, like, what else would you want to talk about? And you mentioned all that. Yeah. So uh, that's sure. why I reached out. And, uh, like, you know, so top three all-time Nick for you, Lyndon? Yeah, I will say all that's in my top three. It's hard because, you know, when you think about Nick, you know, you want to put stuff in categories. Like, well, you got to break down, like, the Nicktoons or like the late night or like 
you know, SNCC and everything just comes in categories. So I guess all time, uh, oh man, because I did not think about <laughs> Doug, Doug and everything else. But yeah, I will put all that and um in my top three. I would, I would, I stand on that. <laughs> I stand on that. Now, Andrew, I'm assuming not top three. Not my top three. Um, yeah. but I liked it. I used to watch I was, it a lot. I was thinking, like, I th- and correct me if I'm wrong. I think Nickelodeon had four variety shows. I would, I would count Amanda Show, mm-hmm. all that yeah. Roundhouse, and I guess in a way you can't do that on television. Yeah. yeah. Of those four, wh- where is it for you? Oh man, um, I think. Oh man, that's tough. I think all that's like the best made one of them. Yeah. Um, I do have a soft spot for you. Can't do that on television, but I, I think all that's probably the best of the variety shows. It's definitely the highest quality. I mean, like yeah. it, it seems like a really professional production. And I say that just because a lot of stuff on Nickelodeon, like you could kind of see the seams, even on like produced shows, you yeah. could see that like, they were cobbling this together, but all that seemed like a really like well produced machine. Yes. Yeah. Um, I like where... I, I liked all those options you gave them. Those are great options because all four of those shows are com- you can it's completely different. Yeah. You can you can pick something from each show. Like you can't do that on television. Was this absolutely crazy? It's like somebody on <laughs> at, at like basically somebody on acid made a variety show and that's what you got right there exactly um and uh man the show you know that was a different time for nick you know that's when they tried to get to the teen nick stuff and a lot of you mm. know little girls and everything else and amanda was a lead you know girl and they didn't have a lot of that and no uh, that was the time mm. of nick and you know roundhouse i mean <laughs> oh god we don't have enough time <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's yeah. just say, you know, if you're those was this thirty second uh sketches? I mean, yeah. Some I mean <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not very long. I mean was, if you uh, have some It was more like a theater production than yeah. anything else. Yeah, those sketches were too fast. I mean, if you had like epilepsy or something, you something <laughs> might have happened to you just by watching it, so but yeah. yeah, it was like a theater show, and you got to give those kids credit because I was reading some stuff a long time ago about about that, and those apparently those kids were working like hard yeah. on that show. Yeah, so I uh, got to give them credit for it. And all that, like I always say, it's it was the SNL of um, right yeah. exactly. of Nickelodeon. I mean, it was just so well put together. So yeah, yeah, I felt like you can't do that. It was like Mad TV, and then all that <laughs> oh, was yeah. the more the more produced. <laughs> Uh, yeah. SNL type thing. It's a great example. Great yeah. example. Um, but it, you know, no matter where it stands, I, I feel like it's pretty, pretty much. If you are a fan of '90s Nick, all that was a staple. I mean, it was yeah. always part of uh, uh, Saturday Night Snick, and um, I don't know. It was just something like I never skipped. If it was on, it wasn't like I'm not in the mood for this. It was always just kind of something I was happy to see on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It felt like it, it felt like they were putting a lot of their uh, cards on this show, like doing well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it succeeded. Oh, yeah, definitely. And of course, um, how many shows they asked to come back? Not a lot of shows from Nick. Just, you know, people begged to come back and yeah. they wanted this to come back and they did it. They did it again. 
That's right. Yeah, I actually had forgotten about the reboot. Um, have you watched any of that, Lyndon? Uh, clips, bits and pieces, but I haven't sat down and just watched the episode, no. Yeah, same. Andrew, have you seen it? No. no. Okay. That yeah. was a fast no by Andrew, everybody. <laughs> that was a hell no. They, he was waiting for you to. He was like, go at me next. Uh, no. It might be good. I'm not. Oh, I That's too late now, Andrew. Don't yeah. worry. We're, 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 we're keeping that in. So. <laughs> well, it's not, you know, it's not the 2000s podcast, you know. Uh, well, this this episode aired uh, at 9 p.m. Saturday night, December 23rd, 1995. Uh, it's season two, episode 10. Um, we've talked about December of 95, I think, at least two or three times. So uh, know this month in history. Um, but before we get into the episode, it does feel like maybe because it was the Christmas episode that this the lineup of sketches on this episode felt almost like a greatest hits as far as like mm-hmm. the themes not not the quality necessarily because there's some of these i didn't love but you know what i mean like the every sketch is pretty much your iconic characters yeah yeah i'd agree with that um so yeah, I wonder it was if... a, yeah i definitely agree with that it was a lot of a lot of uh characters i i completely forgot about to be honest with you yeah. Um, that um, that I love to see again, but yeah, you're right about that one. Um, did you guys remember this episode specifically? Rewatching it, um, part of part of me feels like I remembered the Super Dude sketch. Mm. Um, but I just really I, I don't know if I'm making that up or not. But as I was watching, I'm like, I feel like I vaguely there's a moment in the Super Dude sketch where I'm like, I feel like I remember this, but maybe it's just in every the thing I'm going to mention, maybe he does it in every sketch. So you'll have to tell me whether I'm making that up or not. Uh, Part of me remembers the opening with Santa. Yeah. I kind of remember that part, but other than that, I don't remember anything else, but other than that, the Santa part for sure. I remember. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I, some, the something about that stuck with me. I don't know why i mean it's not like what the set the center part yeah 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 it's not like the most memorable thing but i just you know re-watching it, it like came back to me yeah well andrew do you want to do you want to get into it yeah let's do it so backstage santa's listening to the cast christmas wishes he patiently he patiently hears all of their outrageous requests until keenan tries to pull a fast one to get off the naughty list and he finally storms off um, maybe we should talk about some of their requests, I guess. Here, <laughs> yeah. Well, there, there there was two in particular that I really liked. Um, yeah. I liked Josh coming out and just being like, "I'm Jewish." Hi, Josh. Come and sit down. Ah, uh, thanks, Santa. I'm Jewish, man. Oh. Uh, Santa. You know, I was wondering. Would it be all right for me to get a new computer? <laughs> You've got it, uh, and Merry Cr- Hanukkah. Thanks, pal. Shalom and all that good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I believe he says I'm Jewish, man. Um, and uh, I, I, Lori Bess was pretty yeah. funny. Yeah. Santa. Have you been a good girl this year? No. Bye bye. Later. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Um, yeah. I also like Kells. 
uh, that was the best $50. one. That was the absolute best one. <laughs> oh, here you go. Oh, hi, Kel. Come and sit down. Right. Uh, what would you like for Christmas this year? Santa, uh, can I have $50? What? $50? Yeah. You mean right now? Yeah. Come on, Santa. Come but on. there's still a few days left till Christmas. Come on, Santa. I got a date, man. Yeah, <laughs> 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 you really are jolly, my man. Come on, Right now, the, the, right. the fact that Santa had a wallet, yeah, yeah. that was the craziest part. <laughs> Apparently, Kill had a, a date to go on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly the one I was gonna say was my favorite. The whole "Can I get fifty dollars now?" <laughs> yes, right now. <laughs> but then, but then, what you know what was crazy when I was watching it and Josh was um, bringing up the point that he was Jewish, I just remember being as a kid. Um, didn't know anything about that, you know, because yeah. I was probably like eight or nine years old at the time. Right. And um, and know nothing about, you know, somebody being Jewish. But then I realized Nickelodeon has always done this. Like as a kid, I didn't realize how much they educated me on certain mm. topics and subjects until I got older. Because yeah. when Josh said that, I immediately thought about the, um, what was it? the rug rut rug rats uh passover episode yeah and as a kid watching it i had no idea what i was watching (laughs) but i just knew i was being educated on something but i had no idea yeah so so it was that's what nickelodeon was always good for too they were always good for educating you even if you didn't know you was being educated yeah for sure Um, just very inclusive really yeah Rugrats, Rugrats in particular was like pretty good. I mean, they had they yeah. had Christmas, but they had uh, Hanukkah, they had Kwanzaa. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, definitely cool that like this mainstream thing for kids was, you know, showing you branches of life that you probably weren't experiencing. Yeah. And one thing I do love also is that each kid on Santa's lap, you could tell that all that let them have their own personalities it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't scripted really it was, wasn't really too much writing in that you could tell from kale keenan <laughs> lori lori beth you know the yeah. way she is they were yeah. each themselves every time and i love that the show let them be themselves yeah um, yeah going 24 7 definitely going back and watching um these opening segments are some of the stuff that I think age the best where, like you said, they just get to kind of be themselves, although there's still something funny happening. Yeah. Um, right. I, I think about like how a couple weeks ago when we talked about on, you can't do that on television, the segments that I like the least is when they would have those kind of just like when they're being themselves in the room, it felt like very just, dis- uh, dis- I don't know, uh, disjointed, but on all that, it felt like, um, yeah, authentic, and uh, it felt like because this is such a cast, um, it felt cool to see them, like, not, you know, especially, I think, in Josh's case, where in this episode, he was kind of driving me crazy. I forgot how much he tries to act like Jim Carrey, so that when he's, Oh, like, don't being... worry, we're going to get to that. <laughs> don't you worry. You just hold on. Don't get, we're going to get to that. Yeah, so I do love that they you get to see, like, kind of more toned down because all that is you know it's it's at it's at 11 yeah and to be honest with you i haven't watched you can't do that on 
television in years. I mean, years. Yeah. So when y'all said y'all were going to do it, I was like, oh, it gives me an opportunity to watch it. And those clips, you talk about Roundhouse having fast clips. They got, they have nothing on you can't do that on TV. I, I got a yeah. seizure. Those uh, clips were so fast. You know what was going yeah. on? Super fast. Totally. Yeah, I, I always say I always feel bad that Andrew has to write that up uh, those episodes up because it's just like you know, dude, whiplash. You have to pause every ten seconds <laughs> to do that. <laughs> Uh, well, that that leads us into the iconic theme song. Um, yeah, just you know that that's something that I feel safe that like to the day I die, I'll always know that theme song is just so. Oh, damn! One more thing damn, I want to one more thing I want to point out too. Every kid, if you notice, was wearing red or green in some in some form oh. of fashion. Oh, good catch. Yeah. Even if it, it, and it wasn't what was cool, it was not Christmas clothes, but it was like red roses or. If you go back, Keenan had the most outrageous '90s outfit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> he had on a all green outfit, green jeans, green top with a big old red jacket. I, I was just like, wow. So yeah, That's... if you notice, all the kids are wearing red and green in some type of fashion for Christmas. That's cool. That, that's a great touch. Great, great catch. There's, um, I love like, I don't know. I love movies that do that. I, had you ever heard about Andrew, like, um, Mars attacks, I su- I guess was supposed to come out at Christmas. So they, yeah. they asked Tim Burton, like they made it so that the aliens, the, when they shoot, shoot red and green. Huh. Oh, so it wow. felt more so it felt more Christmassy, but I don't think it ended up coming out at Christmas. Wow, that's the weirdest. I don't think first of all, who thinks about that? I mean, <laughs> that doesn't even it's like, yeah, so it's Christmas time, so when I stab you, it's gonna be green blood instead of red. So it's gonna feel more festive. Good. Yeah, that who who thinks about stuff like that? It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um well after the opening. We join a special holiday episode of Cooking with Randy and Mandy. They start with a chocolate-basted, chocolate-stuffed turkey, but when Mandy goes to pull out the pre-cooked bird, it turns out Randy already ate it. (laughs) Um, You know, I just want to point out one part of this that, like, really stuck with me is in this sketch, Keenan licking his finger after wiping it on that raw turkey. Um, something always bothered me about that like it's a kids show I'm not sure they should be um, you know messing around with that (laughs) you think kids were touching raw turkeys because of this it's possible some kid saw it and was like and just subconsciously uh, hung on to that you know I'm sure the parents were way more stressed about the amount of chocolate yeah, probably, probably. First of all, what parent is letting their kid cook a whole turkey by themselves? That's not that's that's, that's not even happening. That's that doesn't even make any sense. Okay, I'm just gonna let you. I'm gonna go to the movies now. It was like kid is eight years old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for the next course, they make chocolate ball soup and a chocolate milkshake mixed in Keenan's mouth, finally culminating in a well, chocolate snowstorm. There's many different types of holidays. Jewish holidays are often celebrated with a bowl of matzo ball soup. It's uh, usually made of chicken broth and a white fluffy ball of some sort. We make our matzo ball soup a little differently. 
We start with the huge bowl of chocolate sauce, and then we add this big old hunkin' chocolate ball. Goodbye, mozzarella soup. And hello, taco ball too. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much this whole skit. Uh, I kind of liked the chocolate snowstorm. Um, yeah. That looked like asbestos coming from the roof. <laughs> yeah. That did not look like chocolate snowstorm. It looked like an asbestos problem. Randy um, and Randy and Mandy is like one, I think one of the more notable or, or a pretty memorable sketch. It was yeah. on a lot, but I always just found it kind of generally um, unremarkable. I, it just, even as a kid, it felt like maybe this one joke of loving chocolate wasn't yeah. good enough to be reoccurring. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little one note. Yeah. I, 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 I like the concept if it was like just this episode or something, but the yeah. fact that it was on like every other episode felt like, boy, how, how long are they going to. Yeah. I, I yeah. I, I, as, I a, of... as a, as a, as a kid, I always looked at it as really cool. But when I got older, I was like, that's just not sanitary. <laughs> not, not, not at all. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I sort of feel that way about, um, a lot of all that sketches, like when they hit, they're great. Um, but there are a bunch that they kind of overuse, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And I know, you know, I know we did a Keenan versus Kel, which all that was included on. Yeah. Um, and I know that I was defending Keenan. And listen, I, I, I think you know, but I you still were... love Keenan, but uh, Kel, Kel here. Kel, what? You were defending Kel, weren't you? Oh shoot! Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I was defending Kel, but um, I think Kel, like going back and watching the all that's, I think you know Keenan definitely has that thing where he's like gonna be a star. Um, yeah. He's like really composed. He can do like he's really versatile. Um, but Kel is just like so rawly fun. Like he's so raw and funny. Um, I think he's maybe one of the things that I like the most when I go back and watch these. Um, he's just like pure. I don't know. You can tell he's having so much fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's really good. Uh, and I think, I mean, I think Keenan maybe, especially for as a kid, like I think Keenan maybe wouldn't um, stand out as much without Kel. Um, yeah. Somehow Kel's yeah. just like over the top. Uh, wackiness does work for this show but somehow it's not like as wacky as um like the amanda show or it's wacky in a different way or something yeah the only kind of difference i kind of see with keaton and kill um kill like you said is wacky and out there and outrageous and keenan can also be the same thing but kill can't be as serious sometimes in different comedies as Keenan. Right. Keenan can do all he's, he could do a lot of different stuff. And a lot of times when people see kill, they can just see the wackiness and over the top, but Keenan can do both. Yeah. In my opinion. Um, but I don't know for some, for some reason, uh, when I was watching the Randy and Mandy thing, I don't know why it just made me think about, old like 90s where they now type documentaries i don't know why it's like it reminds <laughs> me of, like some old like because you know in the 90s it was so many pairing tv shows 
you know, you had the Regis and Kathy, and everybody had like some type of show to get together. Yeah. So I just feel like they was doing a where are they now, and they went to like rehab for chocolate or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like they found Randy just in a bathtub full of chocolate. <laughs> this is it's a dark story. Yeah, that would have been a good um, like an origin story. Years later. Yeah, uh, all right. Great episode. You know? Yeah, yeah. It won't be on Nickelodeon, I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, the one Randy and Mandy that I would recommend seeking out online, um, I picked it as my favorite guest star cameo, but when um Chris Farley was on, it was like one of his last TV appearances. Oh, and uh, nice. he's just going like absolutely nuts with Keenan. Um, <laughs> so that's a that's a cool one to check out. Yeah. That is, I'm at, I'm definitely gonna have to check that one out. It sounds super familiar, but I'm gonna have to check that out. Is it on YouTube? Uh I I found it somewhere. I I don't remember. I I think it is. I think it is. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, next, Lori Beth serves serves us up some vital holiday information. Yeah. Uh, she, as she tells us, next Christmas Eve, leave a big pot of boiling water in the fireplace before bed. And the next morning, have a big old bowl of Santa noodle soup. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree. Oh, why am I talking to a Christmas tree? And on Christmas Eve, it's a good idea to leave Santa some milk and cookie, cookies. It's a bad idea to leave him liver and elf juice. <laughs> <laughs> so what what are your thoughts on vital information? I, I, I know, Andrew, that you... you um... Is it that you love Lori Beth on uh, Figure It Out, or you dislike Lori Beth on Figure It Out? Oh, I love her Figure It Out. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I like her a lot in general. Uh, this is yeah. one of my lesser... This is one mm. of the things that I don't maybe like as much for Lori Beth. Um, just because it's like so dependent on the joke. Yeah. You know? um, and sometimes they hit, but I would say more often they miss. Yeah. This is like their version. I don't know if you remember in the '90s on SNL, the Jack Handy moments. Oh yeah. I feel like it's like oh, just kind yeah. of those like non sequitur thoughts. Um, but I yeah, I don't know if they work. As a kid, I kind of liked it. I feel like I remember looking forward to it, but going back and watching now, it's pretty cringy. Yeah, I feel like I, they're just. I just yeah, I just want to know what Elf Juice is. That's all. I want to know. <laughs> We can just you don't know. Just gonna, I have no idea. Oh, it must just, be an Ohio just, thing. Just text <laughs> yeah. it to me because I don't know what you Top said. Secret. Yeah, Top just, secret. If I you have know. to tell you, I have to kill you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We'll, we'll 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 get it to you. So after the break, it's time for the adventures of Super Dude. Yeah. Uh, Santa is just finishing leaving some presents when he finds milk and cookies waiting for him inside a large cage. As soon as he steps inside, the door shuts, and Milkman appears to gloat about trapping him. <laughs> Looks like Santa Claus fell for my clever little trap. The cage should have tipped me off. But who are you? I'm Milkman. And I'm gonna ruin Christmas. Why? Because for years I've delivered milk to people every day, but no one cared. You get off your jolly fat butt once a year and everyone loves you. Somehow, moving Santa over to his barn, Milkman plans to ruin Christmas by destroying Santa's presence. Um, did you notice this cut here? It was like inside a house and then they're out in a barn. 
Yeah, I, I assume that yeah. he brought him to the barn. Yeah, I guess so. But, yeah. you know, it's, how did he bring him into the barn with that huge cage? Uh, yeah, that's yeah. I was thinking that, too. I was like, what is going on? So, <laughs> so weird. Like, why even do that? But yeah, whatever. Um, but when Milkman tries to break a very big gift, Super Dude punches his way out and busts Santa out of milk jail. But just when it appears as if Milkman has been defeated, he attacks Super Dude's lactose intolerance by splashing him with milk. That's right, I'm Super Dude, the teenage superhero who's always in the right place at the right time. I'm strong and I can squeeze melons and I can also fly in bad weather. I also enjoy soft oatmeal cookies and slumber parties and public jacuzzis. And Super Dude! No thanks, Santa. I don't need any help. No, Super Dude, help Santa Claus. Oh, don't mind if I do. Oh no. Oh no. Excuse me. Ah. As Santa distracts Milkman with his martial arts skills, Penny Lane and Kel clean off Super Dude, who finally tosses Milkman through the roof. <laughs> so this is this is the part. Is this just in every Super Dude sketch, or is it just this one where he throws him through the roof? Because I feel yeah. like I really remember, like that moment really made me laugh, and I feel like yeah. either it, ha- it reoccurs or whatever. But yeah. like the image of like him throwing a dummy is yeah. just very funny to me, and I, the the thing that felt familiar. It does seem familiar. Um, well, it almost I, reminds you of Repairman a little bit too when you yeah. see that. Yeah, that's true. So, um, what did you guys make of this sketch? Um, I thought it was okay. I mean, I. I Josh was sort of distracting. Um, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was literally doing Jim Carrey mannerisms. He yeah. was like, yeah. I mean, he um, he was Jim Carrey. Um, that was this. That was the best Jim Carrey impression as a kid I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That was the absolute best to me. This was by far the best sketch of the whole episode. The best. Yeah. I thought the sketch was great. I thought it was great writing, great acting. Honestly, Super Dude, they could have did a whole all that <laughs> Super Dude episode, and I would have been okay with that. Yes, I mean it, it. It was it was good. I liked it. I really did. The concept of a lactose superhero is pretty ingenious. And and that's another thing. As another thing, um, Nickelodeon taught me. I had no idea what lactose intolerant was at nine years old. <laughs> No idea. So I didn't yeah. know that until all that what uh, lactose was. And now everything is lactose. You, I mean, you you can barely find milk anywhere now. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's the recurring thing in this sketch. Uh, Katrina in the window. Right. Explaining oh, lactose yeah. Does a, such a great job with that. <laughs> yeah. Also, Katrina. I know we've mentioned this once or twice, but I think she's also very underrated. Very yeah, underrated. She was... Um, she, her Ross Perot was yeah, oh, that beautiful. Was great. Spot on. <laughs> um, with well, without his reindeer, Super Dude agrees to fly Santa to the other houses. But Santa is so heavy, SD <laughs> finally gives him cab fare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good end. That's a good end joke. That that part was genius. Um, and you know what? I even like Milkman. Like, even though it's distracting in this, like, I like the idea of the evil Milkman. Yeah. It's like cartoony. Yeah. Um, 
Next up is Holiday French with Pierre Escargot. And now, All That presents a semi-educational moment. Holiday French with Pierre Escargot. Est-ce que je peux vous offrir un test dans Grousier Show? Merry Christmas. May I get you a cup of hot fat? That's not an elf. That's my grandmother. Hey, Hey, look what the reindeer left on my roof. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like P- Pierre Escargot is one that you and I disagree on. I I have always been a huge fan of Pierre Escargot, and I feel like you weren't so hot on it. Uh, yeah, you're right. Um, I thought this was. I thought I enjoyed this one. Like, I thought okay. this was better than um, Vital Information. Okay. Yeah, I, I I just like. I feel like you get like a little. It's you know. It seems like maybe the beginning of like the absurdist side of Keenan, yeah. which I love. I mean, yeah, I think you get to see more of that on SNL with like what's up with that, and I don't know. Some, some I don't know. I, I love when Keenan's just kind of uh, it's so dumb that it's funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, this was the worst sketch of the entire show. <laughs> wow. The this was one? just the absolute worst. And I'll tell you why. Because at least with vital information, that one joke, yeah, three jokes, only one was funny. <laughs> that old Christmas tree joke? Why am I talking to a Christmas tree? That was oh, funnier man. than any three jokes. None of those jokes were funny. And oh, another no. thing, none of those jokes were funny. <laughs> none of them. And another thing, um, I didn't realize until I was an embarrassing age that his last name was uh, Escargot, which was like snail for French, you know, the French <laughs> like to eat it. I didn't know that until I was an adult. <laughs> I was like, well, wait there's... a second, French guy, last name Escargot? Wow. I didn't know what Escargot was when I was nine. No, there's no reason for you to. So, yeah, another Nickelodeon, the more you know moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, just to, uh, just to double back again, yes, this was the worst sketch. Uh, oh, on man. The whole, on the whole show. I, I thought uh, That's Not an Elf, That's My Grandmother was pretty funny. Uh, yeah. That was probably my favorite of the, between those two sketches of all those six jokes. Yeah. There's, you know, it's something like a, it's more it's not so much that like what he's saying is funny is how he's saying it. Like there's just something endlessly funny to, to me about Keenan trying to do a French accent in a bathtub. Does Um, anybody know why he's in a bathtub with a rubber ducky (laughs) and stuff? I just, that's, I'm just, I'm honestly asking anybody out there. If you know why he's in a bathtub every time with a rubber ducky, please just let us know. I don't know. Has nothing but, to do with, I mean, Paris or France. I'm just really wondering what's going on here. I I have a hunch, and there's nothing to back this up. But um, at the time in the 90s, well, this was a little bit after that, but there was a pretty popular sketch on SNL called um, Hello, My Name is Simon, yeah. uh, which is a sketch where, you know, Mike Myers was in a bathtub. Um, mm, okay, and so yeah. I wonder if they had... I mean, it seems like they borrowed a lot of ideas from SNL and like kidified it 
Yeah. Um, so I wonder if they maybe borrowed that. You're probably okay, right. yeah. Gotcha. It, okay, really well, simple. there you go. Um, well, over in the studio, Katrina tricks a couple of cops into buying $30 lemonades and $100 donuts and finally ends up with their uniforms. More donuts? Is this the most relevant sketch in 2020? Uh, the, like, the, co- the cops are dumb sketch? <laughs> I guess so. I was, ju- I was just so... just The way they got the cops' acts down as kids were just amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to, to be that young and have that down it was like i was it was honestly like watching two adults play cops like in a <laughs> like in a you had to remember sometimes and all that like these are kids yeah yeah like and that was one of those moments where i was like wait a second these are kids but the way keenan and josh had just acting like just regular new york cops was just that was i mean it was great yeah it does hold it does hold the distinction of being the only thing on the episode that's not christmas related Oh, yeah, good call. That is true. Has anybody ever had peanut butter donuts before? Is that a thing? I'm, Definitely not. Have you? I don't I'm think pretty so. sure there's like a million different types of donuts now. Everybody makes <laughs> yeah. everybody makes donuts now. It's not like when we were kids, it was yeah. this glaze or you know chocolate <laughs> feel. Now everybody's putting cereal and doing all yeah. types of stuff. Interesting. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Diabetic coma. <laughs> yeah exactly uh well did you guys like the sketch did you think it was funny uh i don't really like this one i mean i like the uh concept like the lemonade girl but yeah. um i didn't think it was particularly good yeah i um i thought the sketch was good um the character is classic um I remember being a kid. She did annoy me a lot, though. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, she was super annoying. Uh, yeah. But as an but as an adult, I can kind of see the character, what she is or what she is. So, yeah, uh, I liked it, and I liked the way Keenan was just uh, taking off. Ain't this about a? I just I just <laughs> I just love it. If you didn't catch that part, that part made me laugh so hard. Ain't this about a? <laughs> and they're both just getting naked. Like there's this. <laughs> Yeah, that was and I just love to see, and a lot of people don't see her now. You could see it now as like a woman of empowerment thing too. Yeah. Because look at her; she's doing all this. She's a girl, and y'all are doing all this for her. Yeah. Sure. So yeah. you got to give her credit for that too, and then and you got to give credit for them writing that for her, right? Because yeah. usually, especially in the '90s or any show like that, you're not going to get a girl uh, or a woman even having that type of uh, role. 
than anything at that time. Yeah. So for the, for them to give her shine like that and such an iconic character, then that, I thought that was really cool. For sure. Yes. That's a good point. Well, on Life with Peter and Flem. proudly presents Life with Peter and Flem. Peter is a good boy all year, so on Christmas, Santa gives Peter many nice gifts. Flem <laughs> has to convince Santa Shut to give him on, presents. Santa. You're not getting away from me, boy. That's where uh, this is the fastest on, on, So on Peter and Flim, if this was Andrew and Joey, who would be who? Oh, uh, um, um, oh man, I don't relate is... to either of these people. Um, <laughs> you know what's sad? You know what's really sad? You know. Um, I was like, okay, Peter looks cool. You know, he's clean. And then when I seen Flim, but Flim had like a Michael Jordan poster on his wall. And I was like, <laughs> oh, am I Flim? <laughs> oh, man. Because Peter's room was so boring. He had nothing in there. He was, you know, probably was doing his homework. Flim room has Michael Jordan posters, sneakers around. I was like, oh, am I Flim? <laughs> I oh, might be Flim. Is, was, was, um, was, Peter and Flem, how reoccurring was it? Pretty rare. They were pretty reoccurring. I've okay. seen a couple of them. Okay. It, it seemed very familiar, but it's one that maybe I've like just totally blocked out of my memory. Or maybe they were so maybe they were so short that it didn't like stick or something. But um, this was yeah. I, I thought it was pretty unremarkable. Yeah. The only thing yeah. I liked about it was the way the narrator said uh, Peter gets so many nice gifts. Yeah, it's, it's just a funny delivery. <laughs> yeah, I I just hope that soap was in one of those boxes that Flynn <laughs> took from Santa. That's yeah. that's all I hope. Yeah, assault assaulting Santa seems like a pretty aggressive move in a kid show, especially because there had to be kids watching this that believed in Santa. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. Not that Santa's not real. Um, right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sure. I just got to um, knock on my door all of a sudden. What is going oh, on? Oh, hey. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> um, How do they know? Well, this last sketch is like a tricky one. So like we said, it's if you watch on um, Amazon or if you watch on CBS, and I think the same thing on iTunes, the musical act is cut. But like yeah. I said, if you Google all that Christmas episode and go to videos, it's like the second or third video. I uh, look for Run DMC. Um, Andrew, I know you had, you had just watched it. Um, yeah, just before this. Um, yeah. And it was good. The Mavis and Clavis sketch, um, yeah. introducing them. Um, pretty funny. You two can do any better? Mm-hmm. Nope, but our nephew sure could. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, well, who's your nephew? Mm-hmm. Well, they're around there somewhere. Yeah, Let run. Damn, Jay. Jay, get on out. Oh, there they go. There they go. Run, DMC. They're your nephew? Well, you see, Ron is my grand nephew. I'm a cousin Gertrude. Yeah, DMC. He's my next door neighbor's brother's cousin's chiropractor. Mm-hmm. You see, we don't know who Jay is. Yeah, but he looks like a fine young man. Now, watch your head, that boy. Come on, boy. Hey, boy, watch your mouth. Come back to 
Right. <laughs> now, if we're going to have some Christmas singing, I suggest we let Run DMC do it. That's Word right. out. We're going to take that Christmas song and flip it to our style. Now, now don't talk back to the elderly boy. <laughs> <laughs> now, who out here want to hear my nephews do that rap right now? Yeah, I, Mavis and Clavis are, I think, my favorite thing that like kind of holds up. They're great. Um, and I love I love Run, D- Run DMC's like talking to Mavis and Clavis, and um, I forget which one says it, but he says, uh, "Don't talk back to your elder boy." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mavis and Clavis is at the, is at the end of the show. Yeah, so, yeah. gotta love that. Yeah, it was a strong finish. Definitely. And the song is called um, Christmas in Hollis, which you'll hear at the end of this episode. But it's actually, I don't know how I haven't heard this Christmas song before, but it like immediately rose up the ranks to like one of my favorite Christmas songs. <laughs> what? you never heard it before? I, I really don't think I have. The, the sample sounds super familiar, but I don't know if I know the sample because of this song or the whatever it came from. So, I don't know. Like it, Maybe it's somewhere in the back of my head and I had just forgotten about it, but um, I yeah. loved it. Yeah, that's a great, it's a, it's a great Christmas song. Yeah. Very enjoyable. Uh, well, that rounds out the episode. Uh, so did you guys have, if you had to pick a sketch here, you know, with Run DMC, there's about eight segments. Um, I guess not counting. Well, I don't know. I guess I, what, what was your favorite here? What would you say is the highlight of this episode? Uh, it was super due for me. Nice. Yeah, it was definitely super due for me. I thought, like I said, the whole episode could have been a super dude episode. I would have been okay with that. <laughs> I just love um, the whole concept. They put so much good writing into super dude and so much detail. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. I probably I think that the Mavis and Clavis was the funniest, but I think the sketch that like connects with me the most is the um, the very beginning of the episode, the Santa's lab thing. Yeah. Um, just I, I just almost like wish there was more cutscenes throughout the episode. Yeah. Um, backstage, but uh, so I guess that's my favorite. Yeah, I, I do love watching the kids be themselves too. So that is a good pick. Yeah. Yeah, that that would be my pick too. I, I I love that opening sketch. I love that you get to see everybody. Yeah, um, everybody gets to kind of pull off their joke, and none of them are like bad. Like some yeah. some of these sketches is just like you know kind of jokes that thud, but um, the first one felt like kind of consistently good. And um, okay. somebody wanted Denzel Washington. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. Um. Yeah, what is that? What's what's her name? She's she she plays Mandy. What's um, uh, Angelique? Angelique, yeah, yeah. Angelique, yeah. Was she only on for two seasons? I feel like she wasn't on the. She might. Is, was this season two? Oh yeah, yeah. This is season two. Um, she definitely was off fairly early on, but I don't okay. know where. It says she, she was on uh, thirty-eight episodes. Oh okay. Yeah, so that that would be that would be two seasons, yeah. Um, and I think Katrina too wasn't. I think she only did two uh, two seasons. She, yeah, she was off pretty early. Yeah. Another thing I never realized too, mentioning all these people, um, I didn't realize it was such a short cast. I thought it was like yeah, 
you know maybe 10 or 15 people when i looked back i was like wait a second this that's not a lot of kids yeah yeah they, they kept it pretty tight not as many as I thought. I don't know if everybody thought it was a lot of kids watching his back, but I, I didn't realize. I forgot how small the circle actually is, and for them to pull it off like that, that was great. Yeah, pretty impressive. Well, Andrew, do you want to talk about some of the stuff that went into this? Sure. Hi, this is Bios, Trivia, Ratings, and Stray Observations. Um... So first, I took a look at Katrina Johnson um, cool. to see what she's up to. Uh, she was she also appeared in Wienerville, the election special. Uh, <laughs> cool. I actually, you know, that is insane that you said that. I I had pulled that up about a month ago. Wow, I couldn't get through, I, no, oh. I couldn't get through it. I I um I started it because I was just like really interested because I I was playing around with the idea of whether we should do an election episode around the election. And so that was the only thing I could really find that in like a Nick news episode. And, um, you know, it just wasn't great. You heard it here first folks, 2021, we're doing Wienerville. (laughs) We, you know what? In 2021, we are doing Wienerville. Wow. Yeah. Um, let's see. Katrina was also in something called sisters. I don't know what that is, but, and also she's in an upcoming TV movie called Shane on you. Huh? Like speaking of, speaking of Katrina, if you look up uh, her now, she looks absolutely nothing like yeah, how she looked like. She's, she's gone through some transformations. <laughs> in the yeah, that's that what we're going to call them. Okay. She, she's just like really different? Yeah. She does, yeah, um, she looks nothing like you would expect her to look now. She looks completely different. Okay. Um, I also took a look at Angelique Bates. Uh, Who's that? Angelique. Oh, I'm sorry. We were just just talking about her. (laughs) I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) You know, Um, she wants Denzel Washington? Yeah, yeah. I got her now. (laughs) Um, She has appeared on Boston Public, 13, the movie. Um, Tim and Eric, awesome show, great job. Whoa. Yeah. And uh, she's also going to be in Shane on You. Oh, oh wow! What is We're going to check out that reunion. What I think they're the only two in it, but um, Shane, yeah. Shane, as in the name. Yeah. Hold on, I'm looking it up. <laughs> Shane on you is a visual blend of seeing life through Shane's eyes and a raw, intrusively voyeuristic look at what Shane's life is actually like as he deals with social disorders and a tragic past that he keeps hidden away. It's a drama. Mm. Um, All right. Well, y'all let she, me know how that, yeah. uh, <laughs> y'all let me know how that, uh, movie, uh, I'll, I'll be waiting for that review episode, uh, some other time. Oh, wow. Yeah. I just saw a picture of, uh, Katrina. She's looking like Britney Spears. Mm. Yeah. yeah she, she, mm. yeah, she kind of does. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, uh, well, this episode was directed by uh, three people. I looked at two of them. Um, first guy's here uh, named Brian Robbins. Brian Robbins directed a whole bunch of stuff uh, outside of all that. He directed the Good Burger movie, probably oh. most notably. Um, he directed five episodes of Keenan and Kel, one episode of Cousin Skeeter. He directed the movie Varsity Blues. Um, <laughs> he also directed. 
<laughs> he also went on a little um, Eddie Murphy run with the Shaggy Dog, Norbit, horrible, horrible. <laughs> and Meet Dave. Oh, oh good <laughs> lord. <laughs> oh, the trifecta. Yeah, that's a hell of a run. Um, he ha- He's had some more success as far as being a producer. So he produced Keenan and Kel. He produced The Amanda Show. He produced Cousin Skeeter. He produced Arliss. He produced the movie Coach Carter. Uh, he could, he produced Smallsville, One Tree Hill, and Andrew, one of your favorites, Wild Hogs. <laughs> oh, wow. That's not a factual statement, but I mean, he did produce Wild Hogs, not that Andrew yeah. loves it. Yeah. And uh, who is this we're talking about? His name's Brian Robbins. He was one of the three directors on this episode. Wow, okay. three directors. I was going to mention another director that was on this episode that everybody's gonna know oh, well, I oh that, that I, that's next up i think oh okay here we go uh that'd be uh malcolm jamal warner uh, oh yeah most most notable as theo from uh, the cosby show but pretty cool that he pretty cool that he uh, got into directing that's weird yeah him and um, keenan real in in life are really close too um oh cool keenan always says that malcolm because you know he was a child star too and uh, kind of just took him under his wing for a while and helped him out uh, through a lot of stuff. So, Cool. Yeah, I looked. He, he, he doesn't, like, direct a lot, but he, you know, he directed on Cosby. He directed uh, A Fresh Prince, Keenan and Kel, Malcolm and Eddie, of course. Um, so, cool. you know, yeah, he's, he stays busy. Um, any uh, trivia, Andrew? Uh, yeah, I got a couple things. Okay. Uh, in during uh, Super Dude, one of them says, "Take your milky paws off me, you filthy ape." Um, of course, a reference to Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Um, and uh, when Penny Lane gets splashed with milk, she says, "It's in my ears and in my eyes," just like the Beatles song. Oh, I didn't catch that one. That's good. Um, I the only thing I noted is that um, you know, besides the introduction. They don't use uh, Alyssa in any of the sketches. Mm. Uh, oh yeah, that is like she's cool. she's not in one, which is weird. Yeah, that is especially strange. like like Lyndon said with such a which is such a small cast. It just seems like everybody would show up. But, yeah. hmm. um, uh, the other thing I wanted to note here: Run DMC. Uh, does the song Christmas in Hollis. Uh, just worth noting that Hollis is, uh, you know, a part of Queens, which is where they're from. Um, other notable people from Hollis, uh, Ja Rule, LL Cool, LL cool J, um, Reverend Al Sharpton, um, Stephen A. Smith. Um, so there's, there's some, uh, some people, some notable people from Hollis. Yeah. yeah. Queens, Queens in general has this, a lot of people. If you seen yeah. if you seen coming to America, <laughs> you oh, yeah. know Queens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so another thing I wanted to say: Do y'all know who uh, the guy that says five minutes? Five minutes. Uh, that guy. Kevin. I looked up. I looked up him, and he has a lot of producing credits. He actually oh, yeah. produced Keaton and Kale. He was executive producer. I didn't know that. He was executive producer of Keenan and Kill and a producer. Mm, cool. yeah, that must have been how he got on the show. Forced he his did, way on the. He, he did 62 episodes of Keenan and Kill. 
Oh. I do love Kevin. He's yeah, he's, yeah, he's funny. Uh, Andrew, you want to do straight observations? Yeah, let's do it. Um, did you guys notice what the arcade game at the beginning of the episode was behind mm-hmm. them? No, I didn't. Um, hold on. Um, Nasal Combat 2. Yep. <laughs> wow, nice yeah. catch. I had a feeling that was going to be one, so I wrote that one down. <laughs> I was like, "Where? what is Andrew and Joey going to say? I bet you they're going to say what video game is on in the background. <laughs> you, f- you figured out what we're looking for. <laughs> yeah. I always had to think about what would I look for? And I was like, I'll write that down. Yeah, yeah. Well, what about, um, we mentioned a bunch of stuff that the kids ask Santa for, but we haven't mentioned Alyssa's uh, list, which is um, extensive. Yeah. There's only one thing you're going to remember from that list, and you all know what it is. <laughs> yeah, even Santa's puzzled. <laughs> yeah, the bacon. The bacon. <laughs> do you remember anything else, uh, Lyndon or Andrew? I do not. Man, the bacon is what really caught me off guard. It just made me forget <laughs> everything. No matter what she asked for before the bacon, I, I completely forgot. Until she yeah. said bacon. Well, she asked for uh, a trip to Hawaii, a blow dryer, rollerblades, a car, a horse, a helicopter, and diamond earrings. Wow. Yep. And bacon. <laughs> and bacon. <laughs> um, the big ear of corn makes a slight appearance in this episode. Did you catch <laughs> where it was? <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, he was... Um. Well, okay, so... I kind of saw the bigger corn twice. Ah. If you notice. So the first time was in the opening segment. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. He was uh, sleeping reading a book, I guess. I don't know. Because <laughs> I know Keenan walked by and he was like, oh, good book. And yeah. the second time, if you notice, if you kind of notice in the, um, was it the Milkman? Uh, was Super Dude? So the part when Katrina comes up out the window, the big ear of corn is like a miniature one that's like at least maybe two feet long that's right next to the window. It's huge. Uh-huh. Nice. Nice wow. catch. Great catch. Um, well, I just, this is more of an observation, not a question, but um, in the in the intro, you know, most of the shots are either the kids jumping on the white behind, with the white background, or they're like kind of hanging out in that like stage alley where they're like got a basketball or they're playing um, wall ball. But um, there's one shot which to me was so weird in the credits with Lori Beth. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? No. When they when they do her credit, um, it's her standing on what looks like like a cliff or like a mountain. And there's just, um, and there's just like no other shot like that. And I just wonder. And what just, is this in? It's in the opening credit theme song. Oh, huh, um, that's like weird. so. Like every kid jumps up and does their thing, and she does too. But there was like a quick shot of her like looking down at the camera from what looks like a cliff almost. Um, uh, it's, yeah. Now that you say that, um, yeah, that is weird. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that sounds weird. I'm gonna have to go back and watch yeah, it's that, it's quick, but I'm like, you know what? This is a straight observation. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you guys catch any of the vital information signs? Oh, I caught one. It was 
Cats are not water resistant. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't catch any more. The rest were um, the definition of swell, which was good or terrific, and to become engorged. Uh, Hot dog ingredients, which included cat's heads, old phone books, and wiener flavor. Uh, And 17.34 times 10 to the 9th equals Ebert. And there's finally a recipe that said, place pork in sun, wait seven days, eat. Okay. Okay. Uh, Did you happen to catch what channel Randy and Mandy's on? Ooh. Ooh, that's a good one. That is a good one. No, I did not. That's a good one, though. They're on 106B. Okay, that's that's pretty good. (laughs) Um, Did you catch Super Dude's powers as described by him? Well, actually, I got the second part of it, not the first part, like the actual powers. Yeah. (laughs) I got the uh, soft oatmeal cookies, (laughs) slumber parties, and public jacuzzis. Yeah, he loves those things. Yeah, his joys in life. I uh, I might be super dude. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you love I a good might. slumber party. I mean, who doesn't? I I, I hear you. Um, Come on now. He's also strong. Can yep. squeeze lemons. Or I'm sorry. Can squeeze. Excuse me. He can squeeze. He can squeeze melons. Yeah. Uh, and he can fly in bad weather. Nailed it. Kind of. I was like, if he can scream lemons, I, I mean, I, I could. I mean, that's. Uh, <laughs> We're all super dude. He can open the door. Yeah, yeah. Um, this was strange. Did you happen to notice Santa's insult to the milkman? Oh, I remember him doing it, but I don't. Oh, no, I don't remember exactly what he said. No. He just uh... yells. He just yells, "Tube." <laughs> I'm not sure. Tube. What he... Yeah, I didn't. I, know, I didn't catch that. He's like channeling his like uh, alternative arty like pipe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. Very weird. I didn't catch that one. <laughs> I don't have any more. Um, my last one is um the where the lemon stand lemonade stand is located, uh, according to Katrina. Oh no, I didn't catch it. At the corner of Ernest and Borgnine. Ah. (laughs) Because every 10-year-old's going to get that. (laughs) Well, he did end up doing uh, the voice of Mermaid Man on SpongeBob some Ah, years later. That's true. Great point. Um, You know, we're all 90s kids, so it just had me go back to Christmas in the 90s, and especially 95. I was going to ask y'all, do y'all remember... Uh, what y'all got in Christmas in 95. Ooh, boy. It's tough. Um, think of what grade I might have been in. Was was that... Was that... No. I, lo- I looked it up. I looked it up. <laughs> Beanie Babies were the number one. Uh, Beanie Babies were number one, and so was, for some reason, Pogs, which I don't... Nobody oh. knows how to play that game. I, pro- I probably got some pogs. Yeah, pog, pogs was very but very big. I actually just got rid of a bunch. I felt kind of <laughs> bad about it, but they really just were sitting around. Wow! I remember getting a virtual boy for uh, Christmas that year. Wow! Oh, really? 
Yeah, it's and cool. it's sad because I took it everywhere, and that thing is huge. It's, <laughs> yeah. I took it to restaurants. It was like literally taking a tri a tripod with a huge movie camera on it. Yeah. It, and you know what I was thinking about it? Now that I think about it, have y'all ever played a Virtual Boy before? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I was thinking about it. You know, if you look inside, it's just red, red yeah. lights the whole time when you're playing the games. And yeah. I was like, man, that's probably why my vision is so horrible. <laughs> that couldn't have been good for video games as a kid. Just red lights for hours. It just couldn't yeah. have been good. That, had, that must have been its downfall. I feel like if it was full color, it would have taken off. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't have a problem with it, but that the red that the screen was red yeah, was just, it, it was hard. Was bad. It was hard to watch, or it was hard to yeah, it was hard to stare at. Yeah, um, I think I pretty much got something video game every Christmas: Super Scope, Super Nintendo, all that stuff. For yeah. sure, video games would have been one. You know, I just remembered 1995. I do remember the thing I was obsessed with getting, um, which was the Jumanji board game. Oh. Let um, me tell you something about that board game before you I mean, even continue. I'm sorry, I, ha- me, I have I to cut you. I have to cut you off on this. Let me tell you something about this board game, right? I love the movie. Love yes. the movie, right? Yep. So yep. when you've seen this board game, you're like, "Wow, this is yep. this is crazy." Yep. So I beg. I think I beg either my mom or my. I think I beg my grandmother to please take me to Toys R Us, and you know, go buy it. And I think it was close to Christmas too. So. I bought it. I took it home, and when I say the disappointment, yep, was just it looked nothing like the movie. It was just like just a regular regular board. Lyndon, we were we were living the same life, just two thousand miles apart. Uh, <laughs> so disappointed. The, I I was obsessed with getting this toy. I'm happy I remember this, but this was definitely ninety five. Um, to the point where on Christmas Eve, my family played um, whatever you want to call it, like white elephant or, you know, you wrap something up and you trade and you steal. Right. Um, and there was something that night in the shape of a board game. Um, and, you know, I was so, so dead set on getting it. It was like intense. Like everybody was kind of like, what the hell is up with Joey? Um and, you know, I think people got the sense of, like, maybe just let them have it, you know, because um, I was sure that this was Jumanji and, like, this was going to be a big surprise because, you know, you're you're like a kid and dumb as hell. And uh, I opened it and it was just like a large box with a sausage inside, like a wrapped, <laughs> like a wrapped Italian sausage. And I, I don't know if I cried. I got like, you know, I got pretty emotional. I got pretty upset. Um, and my, I remember my family like just uproariously, like everybody was dying laughing, which made you, which as a kid makes you even more angry. Um, so I was pretty devastated though. I did get Jumanji the next day and that might've been even a worse experience because like you said, you open it. Where's the sausage? (laughs) I'll Um, take that again. Yeah. I probably threw it in the garbage. Like you're not Jumanji. Um, yeah, but the way uh, it looked on the the way it looked on the movie, I mean, you have the board; it just opens yeah, up, and it's the like, wooden it's, board. I mean, I was like, I can't wait to get this, and when you get it, it just looks like any old regular yeah. board game you buy. And you In know, another game- thing about those board games, I don't care what you say, people only bought 
Mousetrap for the trap. I don't care what you say. Nobody <laughs> bought Mousetrap for that game because that game, nobody knew how to play Mousetrap either. Right. Nobody right. knew. They just bought it for the Mousetrap. Right. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But the gameplay on Jumanji was also bad. Like, not only did it look like junk, but, like, it, yeah. it just wasn't even fun to play. Um, pretty, yeah. pretty devastating. That's yeah, pretty rough. <laughs> Sorry, jo- hey Joey, I didn't mean to open up. Uh, by the way, this is not a new podcast, uh, so this is this is uh, an intervention for Joey. Um, we're here. We're not. We're not even taping right now. This is just us three in a room just talking to you. We're just gonna open up these wounds for you. Well, one day I'll find the strength to eat sausage. I wonder what it tastes like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, crazy. Um, all right. Well, this episode on IMDb is not rated. Um, I all that's really like spotty. I mean, I think just because there's so many episodes and because the titles are so nondescript, only like some are. Like half the season is, half isn't. Yeah. Um. So this episode is on IMDb, but it, as Run DMC, but it's not rated. Uh, it's it is on TV.com. It has a nine point five out of ten. Wow. Um, but that's only out of four scores. Um. So, out of five, what did you give all that episode 225 slash run DMC slash Christmas special? Uh, I gave it a three out of five. Um, I thought it was a little, it's just like so much better put together than like uh, you can't do that on television. That and um, that coupled with the fact that like I remembered some of this stuff. bumped it up a little bit uh though i mean i felt like it was pretty hit or miss um i probably like you know half of it at least i thought was not great the other Mm -hmm. half though i was i thought was pretty good um and i enjoyed watching it uh but i think there's like better episodes of all that um so you know it was not bad not great yeah what'd you think linden I'm gonna give it a four and a half stars, and, oh, I, and I and I'll tell you why. The whole episode as a whole just had that good feeling to it, and it was Christmas. I love Christmas, yeah. You know, and um, the only reason I didn't give it a a five because uh, Pierre Garçon, uh, Escargot. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, and I didn't get to see the whole Run DMC uh, skit and performance, so that's the only reason. I didn't give it a full five. But other than that, I love Christmas. I love the sketches. I think everything was well-rounded. You know, everything was put together. And, uh, yeah, this four and a, four and a half. Oh, nice. Cool. Well, this is um, this is maybe the most, like, systematic rating I can give because I rated each sketch as I watched it, and then I just averaged. Oh. Um, so I ended up giving this a 3.1125. Wow, um, <laughs> you would, you would. Nobody would do that, but you would. This so, is this, is, yeah. <laughs> so I, I mean, yeah, I agree. There's, there's like, there's some really strong stuff here. I feel like the, the stuff that I liked was looser. Like, I really like the beginning sketch where it's a little loose. I, I like that ending sketch with Mavis and Clavis and Run DMC where it felt like a little, little less scripted, a little more like, uh, like they were having fun. Um, yeah. And then the more the more like scripted, jokey, like vital information, um, the the less the less I loved it. Like I didn't, I don't love Randy and Mandy um, 
I, I think I maybe kind of liked it as a kid, but not loved it. And uh, as an adult, it certainly doesn't really do it for me. So yeah. um, a lot to love. Like you said, it's a super well-made show. Um, I think the fact we've talked about the fact that they included modern music at the time and music that like you weren't used to hearing. Yeah. Um, at least, at least probably, um, you know, for a lot of kids, like I, I didn't know who run DMC was. And, um, so it was, it was cool at the time to kind of see like, Oh, like this is, this is other stuff to check out, which like I did get into TLC. Um, Coolio I thought was the coolest. Um, so it, I think that aspect of like all that is like super important as far as nineties Nick. Yeah, for sure. Um, sure. Do you guys, maybe we, maybe you mentioned it. Did, did you guys have uh worst sketches? Like, uh, we didn't mention it like your least favorite sketch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, mm-hmm. uh, probably, probably Peter and Flem. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it's just not really much of a sketch. Yeah. I mean, it's, sure. it's you know, it's 10 seconds. Yeah. Um, if I had to pick, it would probably be Pierre Escargot. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> he can go. What is French for please leave? <laughs> oh, um, man. Well, I thought the worst was Lemonade uh, Scammer. Um, yeah. I was between that one. Um, it just, you know. Yeah, it, it just it felt disconnected and yeah. uh, maybe it wasn't the best of the Lemonade Scammer sketches. Uh, mm. so. yeah. No Christmas, so that's definitely a knock. Um, okay, well, do you want to name the episode? Yep. Uh, I called this one Super Dude Saves Christmas. Uh, Super Dude being like, f- from from what I could tell, it felt like the sketch that the rest of the episode was kind of uh, anchored around. Yeah. So, you know. Okay. Super Dude Saves Christmas. All that in a bag of presents. Ooh. Uh, wow. Yeah. Dang. That's good. good. Very nice. nice. Yeah, that might win. Uh, yeah, that's good. Okay, I got two here. I'm still on the fence. Um, okay, I'm gonna go with the one that's very stupid. But uh, okay, I'm gonna go with Feliz Navi Haha. <laughs> okay, very good. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, you get it, Andrew? Like Feliz yeah, Navi got, got it. But Haha, because it's a comedy show. Oh. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Work for it. <laughs> um, the other one I was toying with was a line from uh, Vital Information, which is which was uh, Santa Noodle Soup. Mm. Yeah, oh, actually, that's not, that's not bad. Yeah. Oh, you guys like that one better? Yeah, you I, might want to go with the Santa Noodle Soup. <laughs> you're, you're not. I don't. I don't. At least Navi Haha. <laughs> yeah, I don't want any. You gonna get all the hate mail on that one. You could just. I, I don't want no part. <laughs> That's that's on you. I would go with the Santa Noodle Soup. Do you think you think Feliz Navijaja is controversial? No, I don't think it's controversial. Well, it could be a little bit because it is, uh, you know, Feliz Navidad and Merry Christmas in Spanish. Yeah. But um, it's also just I don't know. This is a little corny too. So. 
Yeah, it's horrible. Okay. okay, I said it. I said it. <laughs> I, I do like Santa Soup. It feels like uh, it feels like it describes the show. I guess. It also feels very Nickelodeon. Yeah, that yeah. just feels super Nickelodeon. All right, I'm I'm, I'm going to change to Santa Noodle Soup, but um, I I want everybody out there to know. <laughs> Send us some love if you if you if you don't you do this don't you if you love him if you love him you will not do this if, if you you're love mourning, this podcast if you're mourning the loss of Felice Navihaha just just let us know um, don't encourage this is this gonna get worse is this it gets worse from here all right go back around what are your titles uh super dude saves Christmas. All that and a bag of presents. And Santa noodle soup. Um, <laughs> we'll post those and uh, let you guys vote. Andrew, I think you've been on a little bit of a run here. Uh, uh, the mystery of Salisbury steak definitely won. Um, but I think I think, I think think you're going on a couple weeks of uh, some success here. Thanks. Um, well, See if I can keep up that. Well, I probably can't keep it up this week, but. Yeah. Well, next week we'll be definitely talking. We'll we'll talk more numbers as far as how the year worked out. Uh, oh, but uh, all right, before we wrap oh, is up, it, is it the oh. year? Is it the year review episode coming up? Oh, it's coming up. Oh man, this should be interesting. <laughs> Um, before we wrap up, we have a quick letter here from our guest last week on Shelby Wu. That uh, that was Bup. Yeah. And uh, he titled this email Reptar, <laughs> and uh, he said. All right, so I just finished listening to your Doug's sister act review. Great episode, five Krebs stars. And I just have to put this to bed. Reptar is a Tyrannosaurus Rex. They just added an extra digit on each arm in the blue spine spikes fins as a reference to his inspiration, Godzilla. Were it not for the couple of episodes where they explicitly referred to him as a dinosaur, they could have just let him be his own indefinable entity like they did with Godzilla. But then we would have missed out on some of the greatest show tunes ever written for Reptar on Ice. Yeah. Dinosaur, dinosaur, ancient enemy of man. You will pay for your destructive tendencies. You will pay for our travail. <laughs> I'm just a dinosaur. Bup. Nice. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember it specifically, but what I remember from that episode was Reptar, Reptar. Gotta find that reptile. Yep. Oh yeah, that's the line. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a dinosaur. Um, speaking of uh, Doug's sister act, you know, uh, I posted on Instagram, but uh, it feels like we predicted the future here. On that episode, we started talking about what if they made a sister act three. Yeah, and they're making a sister act three. <laughs> they're making it. Yeah, <laughs> the powers that be must have been listening in. Yeah, I mean, I I, I doubt, but uh, it, it, that's that's crazy. I mean, I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, it'll be good. <laughs> you know, we were also the trying mighty, to think. The Mighty Ducks are also coming back too. Oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah, we, we were trying to think of a title for that Sister Act three. I, you know, I thought that in retrospect, because it's religious, but it you know needs to include number yeah. three. I thought the use of the word Trinity somehow should be in it. Yeah, um, I saw you said that, and I was trying to come up with some way to like make it a clever, yeah, title, but I just couldn't come up with anything. Hmm. Well, Disney, if you're listening, there you go. Trin- <laughs> if, if if that happens, if if it's called Sister Act Trinity, 
I mean, we're yeah. on the radar. <laughs> They they owe you. They need to cut that check if that's the case. <laughs> well, my uh, title was no, oh six, sister act back in the habit again. <laughs> that's pretty good too. <laughs> again, work the uh, ACDC, ACDC song to like you know fit the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's the first thing I think about when I think about sister act is ACDC. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> they go hand in hand. Hey. They go hand I, in hand. I love when Whoopi breaks into Back in Black. Yes. I, I cry every time. <laughs> you know, that would actually work uh, because they, you know, their, their, uh, their get-ups are black. Uh, yeah, I thought of that. I was just thinking of them th- singing like Back in the Habit again instead of, um, what's the other song? Back in the Saddle again. I mean, if Disney wants to hire us, I mean, they, the, the choir should absolutely tear into Back in Black. <laughs> Disney, if you're listening, Walt. <laughs> Walt. <laughs> Walt, if you're out there, I know you are. Walt, I know your head's frozen. Time to, time to thaw out. Uh, all right. Well, uh, that's been a bunch of fun to talk all that and all, all this stuff to get my childhood trauma of Jumanji off my chest. But, um, Thank what, you. what, what are we talking about next, Andrew? Uh, next week is the final episode of the year, 2020 year in review. Oh boy. Hmm. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to really, I want to consciously try to stay positive for this. Cause it's been, you know, this year has been a shit show, but like, there's been good stuff too. I've seen plenty of good movies, great music. Yeah, uh, true. So I was going to say, yeah, 2020 was obviously crazy, but you got to think positive about Lost of two, you know, number one, we're still here breathing, talking to each other in good health, Yep. you know, and I get, I have to finally be on your podcast and meet you two, two new friends now. Exactly. Um, so, you know, it's a lot of good stuff. Your podcast now is, if you think about where it was last year compared to this year, y'all are really doing it right now. Y'all are making progress, and that's all that matters. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for the pick me up, Lennon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So we're gonna keep it positive. We're gonna have our buddy Chris on, and uh, I'll try to keep him positive too. Um, and yeah, and uh, we'll we'll discuss uh, not only the year in review, but you know we used to do um, BOC retrospectives where we look back on like the podcast for the year. I figure maybe we can just mix it into the year in review of like some highlights and uh, and um, we'll look at some of the stats. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, cool. Uh, well, if you want to get a hold of us in the meantime, you can find us on Twitter at BOC Podcast, Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast, which is where we uh, post our name the episode polls. Uh, you can email us like Bup did at Orange Couch Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean. There's some other sites that uh, I realized that we're on that I just don't use. So I guess like pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts, I think we're like pretty much there. So um, tell a friend. Uh, spread the word and speaking of friend like you said Lynn and we're we've, it's been so cool to have you on and we're excited to have you on again thanks for chatting with us as I was say thank you Andrew Joey for having me on today's shows everybody listening thank you hope you have a 
very Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Happy Holidays, everything. Thank you for having me on this episode. I had a blast as always. And uh, yeah, thank you. Right on. Great talking to you. Um, and we hope we'll see you all next time for the end of the year. We're so loud and proud you hear it. It's Christmas time and we got this spirit. Jack was chilling, the hawk is out. And that's what Christmas is all about. The time is now. The place is here. And the whole wide world is filled with cheer. My name's DMC with the mic in my hand. And I'm chilling and cooling just like a snowman. So open your eyes, lend us an ear. We want to say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Because Keenan yeah. and Kill, you already know who, yeah. you know, what they're doing. So For sure. I wonder what Keenan's up to these days. Hope he's doing good. <laughs> Keenan, if you're out there. Hey, we're praying for us, you, buddy. Give us a signal. Let us know you're okay. Last thing we see you on uh, Mandy and Randy, we're just hoping for the best for you, okay? <laughs>